expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. Hello and welcome to Real Talk Ministry. I'm Miss Nisi. I pray all is well with you and your family. Continue to stay in prayer always with the way the world is shaping up to be. Seems like every day there's a new disease popping up. But regardless of your choice of taking the vaccine or not, stay safe, stay careful, and stay prayerful. And I want to take this time to thank you for listening to my Real Talk Ministry podcast. Thank you. Today's podcast will be one that I hope brings encouragement. This podcast today may come off as sounding one-sided, but I am going to talk about lay members in the church. Who or what is a lay member, you ask? (laughs) Well, lay members are the people who sit in the audience of the church, sometimes called the congregation, the saints, sheep, or the flock. They are considered to be the group of people who is not the preacher or ministers or the leaders of the church. Now, the original term or word for lay members is called laity, which in Hebrew means to be interpreted as the people of the Lord. So I know what I'm about to say will sound like I'm giving those who are in leadership a hard time, but I'm not. This is not to bash or to go against those who have been called to lead the people on the Lord's behalf. But in this podcast, I would like to address what I feel are your roles, responsibilities, and respect to leadership and yourself when you are the laity in the church. Welcome back. And I would like to thank you again for listening to today's podcast where I am talking on lay members in the church. And I would like to talk first about your role as a lay member in the church. Your role as a lay member is to acknowledge that you are not just called to fill a seat in the church. Everyone in the church from the pulpit to the door has something or can do something in the church for Christ. I don't feel it should be forced. But it has to be more than I'm just coming to church to get a word and go home. My personal opinion is that that is pretty selfish. Now, I was never one that I felt like I was like an evangelist. You know, the preachers like invite your co-workers and neighbors. And most preachers love to say it's because you are living a different lifestyle, not pertaining to Christ. And that's why you don't want to invite them to church. And that's why you don't want to shine your light as a Christian on the job, but that wasn't the case for me. Um, The reason why I didn't do that was because the truth is I'm I'm more of an introvert. (laughs) I'm sometimes an extrovert, but I'm mostly an introvert. And I don't mind telling people of God and being around people, but I don't want to be hanging with people I don't know or have them in my space. So inviting someone to me meant I'm responsible for them that day. They have to sit next to me. I felt like I had to babysit them and that is wrong. And that was very selfish of me. 
But even when I was at church, even with my closest friends, I wouldn't sit with them in church because I wanted my space and I wanted to do what I felt like I needed to do in church with Christ without being distracted. So just because I didn't invite someone to church or sing Jesus praises all on the job didn't mean um, I didn't share the love of Christ and who he was in my life. There have been times where I did invite people to church and they loved it and they wanted to come back. But I'm a no pressure person. I don't beg and make people feel they have to come to church with me or they have to come to my church. I think there are so many churches out here that leading them to Jesus is the main goal and not just leading them to a specific church. Uh, For instance, if someone I feel is very conservative, kind of laid back, I know a church they can go to and feel comfortable being there. Uh, If someone loves the word and wants to visit a church that, you know, does a lot of outreaches, I know a church they can go to for that. I was never a lay member that felt that my church was the only church a person can go to. I do feel it is my responsibility as a lay member to take what I learned and share it with others. I don't feel no one in church, there's no one in church that is there just to hold down the pews and chairs. You know, all the players can't be on the football field. And sometimes players are on the bench and will probably never play in the game, but they are there for support and to be there when they are needed. And when that football team wins the Super Bowl, everybody gets a ring. Everybody gets a ring, whether they touch uh, feet touch the field or not. So at the end of the day, there is always a place for you Um, other than just coming to church, of course. But be a team player because, you know, when you have team players in the church, everyone everyone wins. And laity means God's people. So it's important we act like God's people. I know we get attacked harder than the average person with this walk with Christ. But we can't forget uh, that we are the light God is calling us to be. We have to be for him if no one else. It can't be because of the gifts and the desires we have and want to receive of him for why we want to be a light for Christ or to feel that's the reason why he called us. He called us and that is the greatest gift of all, you know, the chance to have eternal life with him. And I know there are earthly things we want of him, but drawing people to him starts with us first. So it is important we be called to Christ and live the life he wants us to have and be who he wants us to be. I feel as lay members, we need to have responsibilities. Um, I think the congregation has a responsibility to the church. I don't think that the responsibility should be based on giving tithes and and offering and just giving money. But I do think the lay members, we we suffer frustrations that we can't often express because we are taught to follow the pastor and the leadership. And often when we're taught this, we're told to do it blindly. Like we are told to trust in them and do what they say because they are the leader of the church. Uh, They get downloads from God. And sometimes, you know, these downloads that they want us to do from God, it, it, should, it seems like they wanted to come without questions and answers. And I feel that is one of the biggest mistakes the church has been making. 
I do agree that there may be things we won't be able to understand when leaders tell us as lay members what Christ is expecting from the church, but I don't think everything is a secret. I feel direction from God to the pastor to help the people should come with questions and answers. It may not be all the time, but I do feel like sometimes people, the lay members should be free to question why God is asking you to ask us to do certain things. When lay members question something about the leader though, uh, then you know, something that God is telling the leaders to do, it's not always done out of spite. It's not always done to just be like, I'm going against leadership, but it's just to get a better understanding of what God is asking us as his people to do. And it also causes us to um, earn and gain trust with the leaders. You know, they have a responsibility too. So when they're telling us and they're asking questions, it makes us feel um, like we could trust you or we can uh, connect with you and what it is that you want us to do for the church according to what God is leading you to tell us to do. And some of us is just learning and asking questions is how we do that. But too often, questioning leadership with what they are doing or asking, you know, why we should be doing this or asking why we're doing that as lay members, it's it's considered offensive and it shouldn't be asking the saints to follow blindly and trust you without questions can lead to manipulation and confusion. So you should be able to feel free to just be like, God told me this and explain why, because that helps the lay members understand why we're doing this for Christ. And it's just only better the relationship between the leaders and the lay members. And there are two other ways I feel that responsibilities should come from the lay members. And one is to be held accountable for your own soul salvation. The word that comes from the pulpit can sometimes cause confusion with some of the lay members in the church because they often will latch onto the preacher and not the word. And this connection that you're supposed to have with Christ is supposed to be between you and God, you and Christ. And it's your responsibility as a lay member to take the word and find the, find the connection you need for yourself and let it be between you and Christ. Now, the pastor's responsibility is to give the word. The congregation's responsibility is to receive it and apply what is needed for your life and follow God. Another word for laity means the people of God. So as lay members, you don't belong to the pastor. You belong to God. So you take the instructions given to you from the preacher. Then you rely on God to help you get through whatever it is that is needed for your life. Your role should be geared towards your life to God and not to leadership. And I think sometimes some lay members can lose focus on that and they need to learn how to redirect their thoughts on how to keep the two separated. If you are in a big church, you probably feel you can't even talk to your pastor or touch your pastor, (laughs) not alone speak to them. And if you're in a small church, sometimes you can become too personal with your pastor. And um, that outside world that you have with your pastor uh, pastor or leadership, sometimes that can collide with your personal life. And then you lose focus from their ministry and begin to focus on their personal lives. Now, for those who are church focused, and I do mean people who are just like really churchy, 
You may not understand that pastors have struggles and they need help just like you. And their high calling doesn't exempt them from having tribulations in their walk just like you, just like the lay members in the church. So your responsibility is to yourself. Get the word and rely on God and not man to complete the work needed for your deliverance and salvation in Christ. The second way of having responsibility is in how you give your money to the church. Now, I know this is going to be touchy, but it needs to be addressed. Now, the church, okay, the church now seems to be more about receiving money than giving. So every time there's a great word preached, it seems that now we're supposed to sow a seed because of it. But the word is the seed being sown into us. So I think if you are led to do so monetarily, then fine, sow a seed. But it shouldn't be a requirement. I shouldn't feel like just because you preach and, and I was touched that now I have to give you money for it. I don't believe that the way the church is required to give money is really based on biblical or biblical ways of giving. And I don't feel it's really an essential to the body of Christ. I feel that the way the setup is for giving money is why the church hurts and um, receiving because we're not really doing it by the standards of Christ. We can't have preachers preaching how God is a provider, but only speak on it as it applies to your household or how he's going to bless you. And the same preaching and teaching is not applied to how he can bless the church. You know, as pastors or leaders, you know, you should believe God is going to make a way for the church needs without heavily relying on the saints or lay members money to always help supply those needs now the pulpit shouldn't expect so much money to come from the congregation if they teach what they preach about god and about money then the spiritual needs financially shouldn't fully be the lay members responsibility i just don't believe that but as lay members you do have a responsibility to help the church but the bible speaks of tithes and offerings not building funds, special event funds, pastor aid, or sowing a seed to be meant to be sold monetarily only. Sowing seed does not always have to be money out of your pocket. And you can't pay a preacher, you can't pay a preacher for healing, y'all. You can't pay a preacher for him to pray to make you debt free. <laughs> Lord. Uh, you can't pay for financial stability. You can't pay for prayers to get what you want. Telling you to sow a hundred, ten, or a thousand of dollars into someone's hands—that is manipulation. As laymen, as lay members, it is your responsibility to look out for yourself and not to be deceived because of your own greed. So, what do I mean by that? Uh, debt relief you know you can call yourself to these debt collectors and work out a payment plan or arrangement to remove the debt do you know if you cut back on your expenses like seriously look at your expenses and makes and make personal sacrifices and you can become financially stable the reason these gimmicks works on the lay members is because they want something for nothing so when they say, give this amount of money to get what you want from God, you do it. Because you don't see that it is like a pyramid scheme or a get rich scheme. Because you want some miracle to fall through the air and 
be free and have all this money. But in your life, Christ may not even have your life set up to live like that. Then when the pastor says, oh, you're not a good steward over your money and that's why your debts aren't paid. You can't get mad at that saying that. But as leaders, if you are telling them they are going to be debt free and not willing to provide the tools needed to be debt free, whether biblical or not, then stop saying it. (laughs) Because it does sound misleading. If a preacher just stands up and says, Hey, God said you're going to be debt free. And you're still in debt. It's not one of those prophecies where you're supposed to wait 20 or 30 years. I don't believe that. I believe that if you're going to say it, be be specific. If you're going to say it over a general congregation of a thousand people, then it's your responsibility that the words that came out of your mouth that said that they were going to be debt free, that it needs to come to pass, or you are a liar on the behalf of Jesus. You just lied on him, and you you made yourself a liar to the people as a leader. But it is the lay member's responsibility to not get caught up in those lies and those, fem- and those feelings because of what they feel they want from Christ. That they can take the initiative to do for themselves without anybody telling them that they can be debt free. You can go do that yourself. So lay members need to be responsible by lining up what you hear with the word of God. And if it leads you to give, know it is him leading and not some guilt trip from the pulpit causing you to misunderstand how God and money works. And last, um, I can't stress enough the importance of respecting your leaders. If leadership hurt you, then remove yourself for the sake of the leader and yourself. It is your responsibility as a lay member to not sit where you can't hear and receive the word preached to you so you can receive what is needed for your life. If whatever happens between you and the pulpit that is causing you to turn a deaf ear to the word of God, it's important that you acknowledge that and be responsible upon yourself to fix it. I don't think anybody should suffer in silence. I don't think anybody should just sit back and take it and just say, well, that's the preacher or he's he's the bishop, he's the pastor, so I just have to take it. I don't believe that. Um, when you hear about church hurt over the pulpit, you only hear one version. And that is the pulpit version. And if another version is being said, it is said through church gossip. With both uh, versions, other lay members and ministries in the church, they all begin to form their own opinion. And from there, it's nothing but chaos and mess. So if the lay member can't talk about their issues with the pastor for reconciliation, then if the best thing is for the both of them to do is to separate, then do that. Um, The leadership in the church has to be trusted in order for people to receive them as people of God. Now, (laughs) let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Yes, we are not to put our trust in men, but that isn't handling our lives and, and expecting them to do things for us that God can only do or is supposed to do. Um, That's what I mean by handling our lives, not speaking into our lives and teaching us about our lives, but We're not supposed to let someone or men 
be trusted so much that we take away the trust from God and and depend on men. So, but as leaders, you still have a a responsibility to lead and to guide. Um, Unfortunately, where the lay members are many, usually leadership is just one. So regardless of all the staff they may have around them, it is still the pastor or bishop or the apostle's job to fulfill the assignment that Christ has given him. And y'all, it's a real big assignment. It's a very big one. So I'm not going to get into a lot of what the pastor role should be to the people other than to say that they should be honest and committed to the work assigned to them from God. And since they are handling God's people, you know, they need to be careful how they handle God's people. Uh, I will give this Bible reference where Moses received instructions from God. But when he saw the people being disobedient and they went into their own way, rebuked the people. But he also had to go back to God and ask him to forgive them of their sins and to have mercy on them. They do have a role to play in our lives. Leaderships, pastors, apostles, they have a very important role to play in our lives. But God is not going to allow them to be abused just as he isn't going to allow them to abuse you. So just like Moses got in trouble for striking the rock, the children of Israel were punished for their disobedience too. God has given us grace and freedom. But just like I don't feel a saint should suffer in silence, I don't think a pastor should either. So I will, now I personally will never encourage a pastor to kick someone out of the church. But I do think if they are being fully led of God, then they have to do what needs to be done for all that is involved, all that is involved. And again, I think if you're really in Christ, the lay member and the leadership, then both parties should be able to depart from one another and do it in a way where it's according to Christ. But if you see it isn't working, then the best thing to do for your spiritual lives is to separate. I know as lay members, we often want to show our gratitude and respect and appreciation for our leaders. Um, This may sound a little touchy, but again, it has to be said. Um, I don't think honoring your pastors and your leaders in the church should come from anniversary services. I really don't feel that is a true honor. And I understand if you want to give your pastors a a gift or appreciation um, for the things they have done for the church and sacrifices and things that were made. But I think sitting them in a corner and giving them praise and honoring them in a way that makes them look like they are kings and queens. Nope. Uh, No. I personally never really liked that. Now, this is my personal opinion, so I think there are ways that you can't honor your pastors and leaders without making them look like you're sitting them on a throne above Christ. I will say, my dad used to teach that it wasn't lawful to do this on God's holy day, the Sabbath, and I agree. And the reason I agree is because when we dance and we shout and we praise and we give them honor and glory and preach and even prophesy... It is mainly towards the leaders. And it's like we are basically celebrating them for working for Christ. 
And I feel that as leaders and lay members, we were all in this together. <laughs> so it really shouldn't be one-sided. Uh, that sounds selfish, but I, I still believe it should be, it shouldn't be just a separation and me following you and you working for Christ for me. It's like we all had a role in the church. Uh, it should be, if it's going to be a church sep- um, celebration, yeah, I don't feel it should be set aside. Uh, I don't think it should be just a special day for leaders and pastors. Uh, I feel like if you want to do that, uh, pick a day to throw a banquet or put a dinner together honoring the years. Uh, to be honest, you basically saying that you're honoring yourselves for doing what you should be doing for Christ anyway. But we know people need to feel appreciated, and that's why this is probably done this way. I don't know who started that, but I know it's important to want to have people feel like they're appreciated but I believe in respecting your leaders and showing appreciation, but in the context where it is acceptable by Christ and not making it no more than that. Uh, to be honest, I did not see anywhere in the Bible where Christ was throwing a party for all his hard work uh, or that the congregation feel they had to sit him up in the corner to say, hey, you did a good job this year and you're still in ministry, so we need to celebrate your accomplishments. But I know those are traditions and bad habits that the church picked up that is taking more money out of the lay members' pockets because it can easily be another money scheme. Tell each member to give $100 towards an anniversary service that is going into their own personal pockets when you know you have a building fund and needs need to be taken care of in your church. That's that's just an absolute note. That's just an absolute note to me. Um those type of services can easily turn into vain purposes too like the same church that wants to be appreciated uh for their services it's the same church that is supposed to help out the lay members when they need it but they won't y'all don't be fooled or guilted into these money schemes in the church if you want to or even feel you led to then that's you or that's between you and God. Because showing leadership respect has nothing to do with them giving special accolades once a year for preaching and accepting the call of God in their life. I know that, you know, it's touchy to hear some of the things as lay members that I feel. <laughs> and I say I. This is just, this is not my biblical teaching. I do... Uh, try to do at least two podcasts uh, a month. One where I feel like I just need to speak on some things and hope it encourages you like this one. And one where I pull out the Bible and we're going to go through all the scriptures and we can have, you can leave a message and have a discussion about it. But I think as lay members, we have a much stronger responsibility than just allowing the leadership to preach and teach to us. We have to help our leaders just like they need our just like we need their help and their guidance. Truthfully in the church, they really need ours too. I think growing up and being in the church for so long, it's always like we're just sitting here and we're sheep and we just need to follow. And I don't believe that's what God is calling us as lay members or laities in the church to be. I think he wants us to grow 
learn and become more in him. And then we can be used to be put in positions where we can go out and help other people. It doesn't always have to be because I'm a part of this church or I go to this church. So I can't do certain things because the pastor won't let me do it in this church. You know, whatever God is assigning you to do, it doesn't have to be in your church because the people are there are already there. Your assignment really should be to get gather those who needs Christ before he comes back. No matter what church I've been in in all of my life, I always had this ministry. It may have went through a couple of name changes before I found this final one that he has given me, but I always had uh he he has always put me in a position of doing some kind of outreach. So whether it was outreach on Facebook, whether it was outreach of just having a website, sharing the word, um, now doing podcasts, he's always downloading stuff in me. Because what I do is I take the word that the leaders give and I apply it to my life. And then I take it and ask God, how do you want me to do this? What do you need me to do? I pray for the leaders of the church. I pray for the lay members of the church. But I always ask them, what is it that you want from me? I can easily sit back and do nothing. But that's not what he has for my life. And I don't believe that's what he has for yours either. So that is my podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed everything you heard. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you. I hope you listen to me again. Please, I want to remind everyone that it is September. We still have October, November, and December. And God is still telling me monthly, you know, we have another event. So Real Talk Ministry is doing 2021 events. And I'm excited. I'm excited how God has been leading me and the people who has been asked and cooperating and doing this with me for him. Visit Real Talk Ministry, www.realtalkministry.com for more information on these events. And God bless you. I love you with the love of God. Be encouraged. God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.